I'll come back. 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 Hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be milk. Yes. A non-pencil. Reese happily. Enigmatic otaku. Noises. Flaminorifer. Ligma. And my name is Flutterpriest. This week, we have an extraordinarily special guest that you guys have requested, and it's been a long time in the making, but we are so, so proud to bring on someone who's actually been on television before. <laughs> AC Race Best. What? Yeah. Oh, you're here. Just ignore the knife right up to your throat. How did, okay. how did you guys get this Discord? Who? What is this? Hello? We have, we have our ways. Just just go with it. Oh, okay. It'll be okay. I always like new people. Hey. When, yeah. when you say he was on TV, was he that bro, the cringy brony on CNN? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is that that was rude. Priest, continue, please. For those who have never tuned in before, hello and welcome. We're a community-oriented podcast where 100% of our proceeds go to charity. You you request for the guests. We politely ask them on. Then you ask all the questions. We make them miserable for two hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have all of our previous interviews on places like iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, you name it. The place where you get your podcasts, they're there. Uh, We're streaming also live on Twitch right now, so we get to interact with the lovely Twitch chat, which is always super nice, and non-pencils watching. Pencil, what's examples of questions we will not ask our guests? We will not be asking our guests overly personal questions, like, for example, what their social security number is, where to find them, like how they were when they had their first experience with murder. Um, We were not going to do that. Um, Uh, Let me put those notes away, then. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, we also ask you don't talk about religion or politics in the chat. Otherwise, I might have to swing that fan hammer on you, and I'm in a crummy mood today, so don't test me, you little pieces of shit. We also... She has to deal with me, probably. So. Aw, oh, well, you're fine. That... You're not a piece of shit that I know of. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> we also have a drinking word, Priest. Do you see what our drinking word is? Yes, it does, and it makes me so excited because I love this film, and so does our guest. We are talking about <gasps> Zootopia. Oh, God. Whenever you hear that illustrious phrase, I think I used that word wrong. You be did. Sure to take a nice, healthy, responsible drink. We don't want someone going to the hospital again. Thanks. So, that said, let's jump straight in. We've dilly-dallied long enough. Let's get those five big questions that everyone expects to ask in an interview out of the way. AC Race Best, who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Oh, man. Uh, so I am AC Race Best, as you may have figured out. And uh, I am a YouTuber in the fandom. I've been in, well, I guess I shouldn't answer too many questions ahead of time. But yeah, I'm a YouTuber um, in the fandom and... Uh, yeah, I, I just I just love goofing off. Uh, I love making people laugh, and I've had a lot of very interesting experiences, all of which I wouldn't trade in this fandom. So yes, that is me and what I do. Amazing. There's there's a ton of projects, obviously, that you're a part of. 
we'd love to get into. But of course, the chat's already in with the first question. Pencil, if you will. Um, Alex underscore wants to know, how big are your genitalia? He has to know. Mm, well, this is a good question. Um, I, I get this question a lot at, you know, conventions as well. Uh, and it's a lot easier to answer there because it's in person. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's see here. Uh, I, I would say, I would say, yeah, to that one. Definitely. How, how many Judy yes. Hopps carrot pens in length? <laughs> no, is that oh, no. no. It's, are we talking show size carrot pins or like merchandise size carrot pins? Dealer's the, choice. The, the movie size. Because like I've seen some pretty big carrot pins and I, I definitely don't want to give people the wrong impression. Like I am able to walk regularly, so. <laughs> so at least a carrot pen in size. At least, yeah. Yeah, we, we, full of we ink. Will, we will have to apply that to Decca spaghetti measurements later. <laughs> Now then, uh, next question. Obviously, how did you personally get into MLP? Uh, I got into it um, reluctantly and, uh, you know, as, as many people I know also did. Uh, for me, it was my girlfriend at the time who I say at the time because she's now my wife, uh, Sarah. I know Toodles, as a lot of people know her, but uh, her name's Sarah. I'll probably be referring to her as Sarah throughout this podcast if she comes up. But yeah, she uh, she insisted that I give uh, the show a try. Um, at the time, I knew of a couple people that were friends of ours that were getting into the show, um, most of whom I knew through the uh, Chippendale Rescue Ranger fandom, and um, which yes, that exists. I believe. And yeah, and they so they uh, were starting to watch it. So I already knew of its existence, but I also knew like you know enough from my childhood and commercials back in the day that I I just wasn't interested in in even partaking in watching that stuff. And she's like, just watch one episode with me. It was Fall Weather Friends back in season one, and she showed it to me, and I was surprised. I I didn't expect a character like Rainbow Dash. Um, who I immediately uh, took a liking to, you know, just being like, my gosh, this is this isn't a kind of character I expected to see in the show. And and after watching that episode, I'm like, okay, well, it definitely wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. But little did I know that uh, about a week later, um, I had a lot of free time, and and I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind maybe seeing like the first two episodes. And over a three-day span, I ended up watching the entire first season. And about halfway through that viewing, I, I stopped at one point, looked in the mirror, and went, oh, shit. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it happened. I, I became a fan of the show. And, and part of what, what I think also influenced me to, to watch as much as I did when I did was because I knew season two was getting ready to come out. So I was like, well, I guess it's kind of an hour never. So, yeah, I caught up and, and just fell in love with the show. You know, when you mentioned Fall Weather Friends earlier, what I thought you said when you mentioned it was, I didn't expect all this sexual tension in this episode. <laughs> Enigma! Why? <laughs> I mean, it's a good point, though. I mean, you know, who... You know... Careful. I didn't expect, but yeah, no, there was, there was a lot in that episode that I did not expect. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Chipping was born. Beautiful. Oh, 
So we went over how you got into the fandom. What inherently keeps you here? What is the favorite part of the fandom that you would um, consider? The online community, fan fiction, conventions, music, the art. What what makes the fandom so profound to you? You know, I love this question, actually, because this is one that I haven't been asked a lot um, of, of why, why stay. Um, for me, the, the fandom was really what, like, I found so, um, in, enticing and exciting back in the day. Like, the show itself, I, I was like, oh, this is, this is a lot of fun. Like, I, I enjoy it, and I enjoyed watching all the episodes, and I still do. Um, and so, so the show itself has, has done itself a lot of favors in regards to keeping me attached and, and excited and, and wanting to continue to work with it and my content. Um, the fandom though, I think is, is where the true like hook was where, you know, where I said, Oh, I, I want to go to conventions. I want to make more fan content. I want to be more than just a viewer of the show. I, I, I want to be involved. And, um, just, I mean, really, like, like the the fandom itself and the people I've met in the fandom, it's just been such an incredible experience through that, and and something that I'm I I feel so blessed to have been a part of, and and the fact that I'm able to say that I have an audience and and the viewership and you know being able to entertain people not just through YouTube but at conventions and and all that it's. It's been so much fun. And of course, I mean, the people I've met through this fandom, uh, including uh, Saber Spark and, and Black Griffin, both of whom were part of my wedding party. You know, it's, it's I never would have guessed back when Sarah first suggested that I watch the show that this show would have had such a big and profound impact on my life. And uh, it's it's just been so cool. I love it. I mean, if I had to choose like one of my like favorite aspects of it i'd say the fandoms and the conventions i've i've just absolutely loved oh that's so sweet and plushy and god i need a drink <laughs> well, speaking oh and that of... uh, and i also love zootopia hey, thank you. Drink. perfect <laughs> now speaking of getting all all mushy and, and sweet um you've obviously been in the fandom and creating videos for a long time and uh there's obviously quite a few people that are out there watching this video or tuning into the stream there's one thing that you could say to the followers and fans that have been with you since day one um what would it be oh man i mean the easiest thing the shortest thing would be thank you uh thank you for giving me a chance uh you know to entertain um my my big kickoff with my channel, I had a couple videos that that did well, um, just kind of on their own. But but it wasn't really until I I started you know the the first upload with the Bronies React where people really I felt were like okay let's let's give this content creator a chance and you know I I I've always loved being in the position I am because I know like some people look at it as like oh you know some people do it for for the fame or 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 to the the ego stroke or you know oh they they have this you know there's perceptions of of what's how some of us approach being in the position uh that we're in where we do have that audience and um 
for me, it's I I absolutely love having the opportunity to like let's say at a convention, if somebody comes up to me and I'm able to give them a couple minutes of my time, but but those couple minutes of my time are able to make their day or their week or even their year. And and that to me is such a cool position to be in. I I have always just I I've been so humbled by this community and 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 truly just you know having that as an opportunity um it's something that I I never uh would a want to take advantage of but b um I'm I'm happy that I'm able I should actually reword that as not take advantage of it but take advantage of it in a way to make others happy that's that's what I love and the fact that everyone gave me that chance it's it's so cool that's you know, totally fair uh, speaking of Brony's React, what I love about it is that each episode provides in a window to the mindset of the fandom from that time they were recorded. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, newcomers, people who relate to the party, won't know that there were arguments about Vinyl's eyes. Right. Yeah. I personally, um, one thing I, I do actually a lot of with my content, uh, outside of convention vlogs, which I'll often go and rewatch, um, especially when uh, new conventions are coming up. Um, a lot of my content, I'll, I'll once everything's out out there, I'll, I'll let it sit for a long time and then come back to it because maybe I'll even do a reaction. I did it with the first uh, Bronies react that we did, and it's so funny though. Like you said, like it's kind of like a time capsule to what was going on in the fandom at the time. And there's things that I forget that I'm like, like if it's brought up, I go, oh yeah, that's a thing. But then rewatching these videos, it's just like, oh yeah. That was a thing that that was a big deal at the time, and and you look back at it now, and of course we we typically laugh or roll our eyes and be like, huh. But but it's also cool to just kind of have it as like a timepiece and be like, so you know, around season three, this is this was the hot button topics that were going on in the community. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, it also kind of set this um, guiding sail towards where. It, I mean, without getting too ridiculous about it, where the fandoms kind of was going in a lot of ways, too. It, it created this wholesome means of entertainment that a lot of channels kind of started copying or made means of. I don't want to say the word copying. Taking their own their own interpretations of. The, mm-hmm. the immediate thing that comes to my mind is, I believe, Jake Wyman's project, Brownies React, <laughs> which was just a meme of the whole thing. But, um, yeah, no, I... There's there's not enough that's positive to say about the impact that you've had on the community as a whole. Well, that's that's super cool and 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 thank you. Um, yeah, I uh, I I know that there there was a time where well, I mean it, it's still uh, a you know a thing that I still get, but there was a time where I would just get a flood of messages of people asking. You know, uh, hey, I want to be on Bronies Rex. You know, where do I send my footage? And and to me, like I, again, I was just like, wow, the the interest in this show is just so cool. Um, but I was also in the spot where I'm like, I just the reality is I can't work with everything and everyone. I uh, you know my there's no way I was I was I would have been able to physically do it. Um, and and so I I told people I'm like you know. By all means, because people came to me and said, you know, hey, I'd like to start my own React group. Is that okay? And mm-hmm. I'd always chuckle at that because I'm like, it's it's not up to me. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, 
there's only one React group that belongs in the Brony community, and it's <laughs> Brony's React. So I love that people uh, took inspiration from it and and have done their own stuff. And like you said, like the Jake Wyman, I know I know a lot of uh, uh, of the guys that were part of that and uh, friends of mine, and and I got a big kick out of it. And uh, yeah, I just I I think it's just super cool that people were able to take inspiration. Um, and and just go with it. I mean, in all reality, Bronies React, as you know, was a spoof or parody of the the Teens React series that we we riffed on in the first one. Right. And and then we were able to make it and turn it into our own thing as as opposed to just like a straight copy. So yeah, it's it's been a wild ride, and it's crazy to even see how the sh- like Bronies React has evolved over these years because it's nothing that like I didn't I didn't plan on Bronies React to even be a series when I uploaded the first one. I I figured oh this would be funny, and I did it, and then it took off, and I went well at this point it would be dumb to not try and ride this wave and see what we can do, and it and it just grew and. Again, I've I it's been so cool that I've been able to be at the helm of a project like this and you know, just something that I've always kind of dreamed about, uh being able to have an audience like this and, and it always is why I double back to just saying thank you to, to everyone that's given me a chance to entertain them. Well, we can pick your brain on Bronies React and cool things that are coming up all day long, but that's not why we're here. <laughs> um I'm gonna take our last liberty and ask our last normal interview question. And we're going to get serious. We're going to get controversial. Good. Who is best pony? Oh, Rainbow Dash. How dare you? Rainbow Dash. I Interview will... over. Oh, my God. Keep your own wrong opinions. You know, I'd like to hear some of your uh, thoughts on best pony because I know Rainbow Dash is best pony. So, uh, like, apologies if I laugh or chuckle a little bit at what you guys suggest. But Oh, um, by all means, I will happily... I will happily suggest that I think Best Pony is Princess Cadence. She hasn't oh done God, anything wrong. Oh, God, you're such trash, Priest. You're such trash. You're such trash. Is she even, like, still in the show? Thank you. Thank you. She had a baby. No. Right. So her, she purpose, her purpose was to make a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, all, we all know that Tom is Best Pony. It's and fine. And as for, as for my favorite... Tom's pretty good. I'll give you okay. that. That's, Thank you. That's Tom is the dank engine, you mean. <laughs> Enigma, quiet your child, please. <laughs> um, we also have a question from the chat. Um, a very important question from uh, Mystery Penpon, who asks, um, Race, do you think it is possible to swallow a baguette whole? Oh, man. I'm, I'm thinking about this one. Swallow it's a, a, scratcher, yeah. a baguette whole. Is there... Is, I guess, like, the... The immediate thought I have is, is there a size that qualifies a baguette? Um, like, can, so, can someone cheat and make a it, small baguette that you can swallow? Isn't a, isn't a baguette, like, normally, like, a yard? I don't know. Milk, no! Also, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it's at least 12 inches, because that's what Jimmy Johnson served. Every, every time I imagine one, I always imagine one, like, at lightsaber length. Okay, that's, hmm. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to go with yes, but you might not survive it. Like, like you could get it all in there, but it's probably not going to end well. 
Totally that, fair. I hope someone joined like right when I started that sentence. I was about I, to say that's this week's ringtone. We're, we're going <laughs> <laughs> uh, to jump out to the thread now. We've got so many questions. We're going to try to get through all of them. Cool. Um, number one, we're going to RK Striker JK5 who asks, "What is your favorite non MLP franchise?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me think about Zootopia. It's now, drink. <laughs> <laughs> Some people might like like again, I, I might answer a question and then have somebody be like, well technically franchise means this or that but I mean Zootopia would be my answer. It it is going to have a uh, hundred more movies that they're gonna make. Well I yeah, think. I mean Zootopia two and three are pretty much already in the works. So is the sequel gonna be where Judy Hopps solves a murder? <laughs> Imagine that. Like if they're like all right, guys. criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in, I'm envisioning them being like, all right, let's go full rated R with Zootopia on, on this one, just to see how it goes, just to test the waters and see where our audience is at. And then every furry in the audience cheered. The end. Oh, I would be... What do we got here, Hops? Thrilled. Looks like another serial killer murder. <laughs> I'm waiting I'm waiting for the, the line that follows this, and then you make a terrible pun, and everyone goes, yeah! yeah. And I got you, yeah. <laughs> the perpetrator carved Yif into her stomach. Yeah! I guess this was her last roar. Oh yeah! my god, we're so done. Okay, moving on. Number two, have you done any fan-related content for a non-MLP franchise? And if so, what? <laughs> the first thing that I ever uploaded on my channel was for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, it was at a time where a lot of people were making those um, trailer spoofs where they would take the trailer audio for a movie and then put it over something else. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I am... I just have it. I know what I need to do. And I figured when I created my channel that I was going to be making a whole bunch of Chippendale Rescue Ranger content. I'm like, this is it. This is, I found my calling in life. Um, I made one video and <laughs> it was called Chipception, which it was taking Chippendale Rescue Rangers and putting it over the Inception trailer audio. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was proud of myself. I was. I, I've made a couple more. Chippendale um, videos, uh, one of which was to the announcement of them making, some people might groan on this, but they announced that they were making a movie, and it's like a live action movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Will they have Sonic faces, Sonic movie faces? I hope. I mean, it's hey. obviously working out for them. But, yeah, they, they, uh, they announced back in like 2015 and i was like oh my gosh ship and no rescue engines are getting something after so long of nothing and and then like nothing happened with it until about like two months ago they yes. they just announced like who's going to be directing it which i think they're like one of the guys from the lonely island <laughs> are you serious <laughs> Yeah, wow. so I'm like, okay, this ought to be interesting. Let's do it. So and I threw it on the ground. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Gadget is going to bring in a new uh, wave of furries. Yeah, we'll have to Absolutely. see what happens with this. A lot of people actually assume uh, that I like, like because I was in the Rescue Ranger fandom, that I had to have had the hots for Gadget Hackrunch. Um, 
But the funny thing is, I was actually not knowing what shipping was at the time. When I was a kid growing up watching that show, I was so adamant. I'm like, no, chip and gadget is the OTP. And like they they are the pairing. And yeah, so I never even like never even thought about like, oh man, gadget is really cute. I was like, no, no, no. Gadget and chip. I mean, come on, we all, we all know Monty's where it's at. Let's be clear. Oh. <laughs> and so just because you both Jeez. love cheese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the best. He understands him and come on. I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like I might actually relate most to Monty and his uh, eating habits. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll jump over to number three from RK, uh, RK Striker. If you're the race best, are you a rad racer in the pole position? God, there's probably so many references that I'm not getting here. You and me both, brother. Same. Yeah. Um, but for those that don't know, I actually do race race cars. Um, well, I should use the term race car lightly uh, because these are cars that like came out of a junkyard. Uh, but for those that don't know, I have a series on uh, my channel called The Low Budgets where I do demolition derbies and trailer races and, and a whole bunch of stuff that's super dangerous, and we do it on purpose. We're crashing cars on purpose. Um, and it is so much fun. Um, and I've, I, again, it's stuff that I watched as a kid and didn't know I'd be into it someday. And next thing I know, I, I do it myself, but yeah, I, I do legitimately behind the wheel, put on a fire suit and a helmet and, and go do dangerous things on racetracks. You make so, it sound like you take part in the twisted metal tournament. I mean, if check out some of the, the events that we've done. Like we've done some people can't believe that auto soccer where you play soccer with a gigantic ball in cars is more than just a video game. Like we, we do it in real life. Yes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So fun fact, before I actually tried like working on stuff and projects on this fandom, I actually regularly watched some of your demolition derby content. So I'm going to inject for a hot second. Um, <laughs> How did your competitors receive the pony cars? <laughs> uh, well, first off, thanks for watching. Um, I uh, <laughs> The funny thing about the competitors is that they all, you know, we're in the pit area. I know who most of them are. Uh, a lot of times, what's cool about the, the racing environment is that it, it's literally, you got like that family atmosphere where even though, like you said, the demolition derby, I'm about to go out there in some pink car with balloons. Um, you know, I'm 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 over here getting my car ready to to hopefully beat the crap out of this guy's car. If I have an issue before we ever hit the track, that guy and the other people that I'll be competing against are over at my car doing everything they can to get it onto the racetrack. Right. And and that's something that a lot of people probably like figure like, oh, no, like, you know, everyone's probably hates each other and all this. The thing is, we don't hate each other until we put the helmet on. And at that point, everyone is is just it's meat out there. It's 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 time to eat. And uh, yeah, I've, I've had people walk up and just be like, so what's what's up with the, the rainbow scheme and whatnot? Because <laughs> I mean, the reality, the reality of, of you know, like at least I should say the old reality of 
like stock car racing in general and, and how people envision, envision the NASCAR environment, which I've been a part of my whole life is, you know, oh man, a bunch of rednecks that, that are probably like super conservative or, or, or just don't like, you know, like they, they don't accept a lot of certain things. But the, the thing is, most of these people just get a kick out of it. And the competitors are like, okay, there's his next interestingly colored car. All right, let's go. And, and I don't know if it helps that the person painting the car, you know, is my wife. So they just assume like, oh, well, she got to choose the paint job. But, oh, man, when I win in those cars, which I've won in a Pinkie Pie painted car. Yeah. Before, up against, you know, these guys that try to make their cars look mean or don't even care and don't even paint them. Um, it was so funny. Like, like they, they told me right after the event, I climbed out of the and some of the competitors, literally the guy that I beat was like, what the hell? I thought there was a girl driving this car. And I'm like, maybe there was, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love, I love doing that. Um, you know, the, the paint jobs I've had so much fun with because I feel like in a way I'm representing, you know, the fandom out on the track and, and bringing it out. And actually the, when I won in that Pinkie Pie car it was the same weekend as Equestria LA, we had to leave the convention to go and do that event. And Saber Spark um, was also in the demolition derby. He was driving a Fluttershy car. Um, Fluttershy did not do very well in that event. Oh, I'll tell you now, but uh, yeah, sorry, Flutter Priest, but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> you're fine. But yeah, it was, it was, I, I love doing it. I love seeing the kids reactions. Cause the kids, you know, again, going back to the actual atmosphere at like a NASCAR racetrack is a lot of families, um, you know, youngsters, kids going out there enjoying it just as much as the adults. Um, and it's, it's a real family friendly atmosphere. And, and to do that and have the kids get excited about my car because of how it's painted, whether it's Rainbow Dash or Pinkie Pie or Judy Hops. I've, I've done mm -hmm. a demolition derby with Judy Hops and of Big Lawyers, <laughs> of course. Um, and seeing them come up. And taking pictures with the car or wanting to see it afterwards and, and get their picture with it. And, uh, that to me is cool because I, I, again, I feel like it's an, it's a way for me to kind of do an extension to the fandom and even kind of a thank you, uh, to the fandom in a way, uh, saying like, Hey, you know, even, even when I'm doing something that's different or removed from it, you know, I'm still acknowledging that, Hey, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that I love this show and, and, Here's a very weird way to present it to everybody. Totally, totally fair and well said. Uh, we're going to take a question off of Twitter. At Firefly Jake, one of your followers, asked you a question, and we received it. Uh, if you were given the opportunity to write the script for Zootopia 2, what would it be about? Also drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, drink. Mm. Um... So I uh, see. I'm pretending to act like I haven't put any thought into this. <laughs> um, the the biggest thing that I'd love to see uh, in Zootopia two, where, wherever they take the plot or whatnot. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll kind of break this up into two things. One thing I thought that would be really cool um, to see is is if they did uh, go maybe like somehow transition to a little bit of like a spy route with Judy and Nick. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I, I say that is actually, for those that don't know, Zootopia went through a lot of different renditions and phases before they came up with the final product. And one of which was a male rabbit 
uh, with a female fox like companion, and and uh, he was like a like a James Bond type of character, solving you know mysteries and whatnot, and probably trying to be suave doing it and and what have you, and and then they moved away from that. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't mind them maybe saying, okay, let's let's maybe give them a reason to be in that kind of circuit where like they're dealing with such uh, situations as being like spies. But also, I wouldn't be surprised if they also then tried to incorporate that dynamic of having you know this spy bunny that shows up in his tuxedo and Judy and Nick being like, okay, what's what's going on here? I also would not mind it because point they'd have to put judy in some kind of dress and i'd be like nice perfect nice. but but really the the thing outside of anything the sequel what i want to see is them develop judy and nick's relationship i want to and i want it to be in a way where like they don't just jump in and be like yeah so they've been dating for a while and everything's cool I, I think that there's such a great parallel, so many actually parallels that you could use just in the talks of relationships and maybe relationships that some people don't think are okay. Because, I mean, let's face it, Judy is a rabbit, Nick is a fox, and somebody in Zootopia is probably going to scoff at the idea of them actually being in a relationship. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that kind of, like, you know, them working through that, maybe dealing with people being less okay with them as a couple. I, I like my heart melts at them overcoming a situation like that. Um, and, you know, bettering their relationship and, and yeah, I'm just like, come on. I, I want to see this, this relationship grow. And, and then when we get to the rated R movie, we can explore different types of. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to throw money at this so that way we can get another step closer to the rated R Zootopia film. Yeah, perfect. I've thrown so much money at it, too. Uh, don't tell my wife. Uh, don't knows. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. We'll, we'll bleep all of that out. That entire answer is just going to be one long sensor beep. Perfect. Yeah, probably, more likely, it'll be just like the sound of flam screaming. Like, <laughs> I'm sure we can manage. What? Really? We'll just use your screaming as a sensor beep. It'll be great. Okay, sounds good. Now we're going to go out to Hawthorne Bunny, who's another fan of yours out on our film fiction thread. Um, Question number one is, did M.A. Larson ever find out what AC stands for? (laughs) I love throwback questions. Um, Actually, so I I mentioned uh, that I I go back and watch convention vlogs. And and, and one thing, one reason I, I enjoy doing that is because uh, my memory's not like super great, so so when I go back and do that, uh, it, it's great to see a bunch of people. And then if I end up at the convention and it's like, oh cool, it's great to see this person again. Um, I love like being able to acknowledge like, hey, good to see you again. Like if I if I remember somebody, because uh, I I think it it goes like a little extra step for someone to also feel you know remembered in that way. At the same time, when somebody walks up and says, you know. Hey, do you remember my name? I go, whoo, nope, <laughs> like, no way. So that's a tangent. But the reason I bring this up is because um, I, I just watched a vlog where we ran into M.A. Larson, and uh, it was right after the Bronies React that came out where um, 
you know, I, I joked about what does the MA stand for? And then he asked, what does the AC stand for? I don't, I don't know if he actually ever found it out, but I found out what the MA stands for, for those that haven't seen the vlog. And I think it's very interesting if you guys want to know. Oh, well, he did yeah. come up on, he did come up on stage while we were being introduced at HRPC. Yeah. He decided that he's all of a sudden a part of our podcast. So by all means, we need, we need to know about our fellow podcaster. Well, yeah, this is, this is from his mouth. Uh, MA stands for mega asshole. It checks out. I love it. Yeah. I thought it was master arsonist. <laughs> <laughs> master arsonist Larson. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you could check it out. You could very. I think. I think that was in the vlogs. We ran into him. He he kicked me once at a convention. Like oh, straight up. Kicked you? Yeah, like, like a soccer tackle. Like like got me right in the shin. It was the weirdest why? moment. Did he say anything, or did he just like run up to you and kick you away like a five year old? We were we were. It was like a five year old. Um, okay. <laughs> we were we were walking past each other in the hallway. And then he just he just like he was like now is the time where I swing I got to swing and he did and I didn't know what to do I'm like what's he doing and then next thing you know I'm I have a bruise on my leg I'm like thanks Mitch maybe he imbued your leg with Aliporn power It'll I mean again time. maybe he did I can't say that I didn't deserve it at any point so there's that thanks Larson gives you wings <laughs> or bruises yeah. <laughs> the next yeah. question the next question that we got is your reactions and bronies react seem so genuine all the time do you watch the episodes blind when you record your parts and how do you avoid spoilers oh. um the reactions are genuine um when i film uh my stuff i'd say almost almost every time there's been a couple times where um it, it just wasn't like realistic like one of which was uh the season 100 uh, episode, Saber and I were hosting M.A. Larson's panel that directly followed that as a as a deconstruction of the of the whole episode, and it's actually super cool to check out if if you guys haven't seen it. Um, he goes through how the episode came to be. There was a lot of interesting uh, conversation about like how Hasbro approached it, um, how how you know the the company itself approached it. So um, it was interesting. So something like that, I needed. I needed to sit there and, you know, be with everybody and watch it. And I didn't have the opportunity to also film myself in the middle of this crowd. Um, but aside from like situations like that, I, I'm watching the stuff for the first time when I'm recording my footage. So it, it is like, I can typically anticipate if there is an episode that we will do a Bronies React too because we typically do premieres and finales. So, you know, as soon as I can watch it, I have the camera set up and I'm already, I'm already rolling. And and here we go. And I, it takes me to get through two episodes of MLP. It'll take me about two, two and a half hours uh, because I'm pausing so much. Um, that's why, like, it it may seem kind of weird where it's like, well, how did he, how did he do the skit? If he's filming real time, it's because I'm pausing the episode every three seconds <laughs> and going, I got to do this. Um, so on that on that front, yeah, it, it is it is uh, genuine. Um, you know, there's obviously some some ham thrown in there as well because uh, I'm you know I've, you know I'm being goofy with whatever I'm doing, but um, yeah, as far as spoilers go. Um, <laughs> <sighs> Spoilers are a hard thing 
Boyd. Uh, with with MLP, I've been pretty successful. With other things like Avengers or Star Wars, I've been successful, which is weird because I'm I'm more into ponies than I am like Avengers or you know Star Wars. So, uh, but but really, it's just a matter of being really careful about you know what I'm looking at on Twitter, especially after episodes air. Um, I've made the mistake of being on Twitter. Um, I was, I was out, out of town. So, uh, I, I think I was on the East coast and I was covering a racing event. And so I wasn't even thinking about MLP at the time and, or the, the fact that, oh, there's an episode probably airing right now. And so I was, I happened to be on Twitter and then I started seeing people posting like, like, you know, live responses or reactions to it. And I was like, oh, oh crap. All right. <laughs> so that happens. But it is hard to avoid spoilers. It's just a matter of like I try to limit where I have certain things. Like on like on my Facebook, I, I'm not adding like everybody. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I still use Facebook a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's just a matter of trying to see it as soon as I possibly can, or just plugging my ears and going la 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 walking down because yeah, they're hard to avoid. Um, but I do appreciate that my viewers also. Uh, do a pretty good job of not sending me stuff on like private messages or 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 like, tagging me and stuff that has spoilers because mm-hmm. uh, that would just that would be like oh well there you go so I appreciate that um, my audience has not done that. You know awesome. my my favorite reaction of yours was the one where the show had the audacity and the balls to send a child to hell because my <laughs> reaction was the same as yours when I first saw that. I couldn't believe it. Like, so one thing I'll do a lot through while I'm filming is I'll, I'll make comments kind of like guesses as to what's going to happen. And throughout that, that's why I had all that footage of me saying like, well, like I know they're going to forgive her. And I like, basically like, I hate that they're going to end up forgiving her and I can't figure out how they're going to justify it. What I didn't expect was that they were going to instead justify sending her to hell instead and I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> uh, speaking of greatest things ever, uh, I'm going to jump over uh, one of these questions for a little more juicy one. Um, how do you how did you react when you got the submission from Black Griffin for the Equestria Girls Brony react where he sky dove and was at Mount Fuji? So he. I, I, if I recall correctly, I think he told me in advance, not what he was going to do, but that he was going to do something. And when I got his footage, and all of a sudden he's in an airplane, I was like, what the hell, Gabe? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and that guy's a madman. A, a straight up talented but crazy person. And I, I was, yeah, like my jaw was probably on the floor going through his footage. Like not only, not only the Mount Fuji bit, like, oh, you know, cause just anyone can drive out to Mount Fuji and bam, there we go. Uh, but, but him jumping out of an airplane to make his point, I was like, unbelievable. Uh, Gabe has, has always been such a pleasure to work with, um, in any of the projects and he's, he, you know, we, we're we're good friends, and and he's been very willing to to help me out. Uh, you know, I've done multiple projects with him outside of Brony's React, 
Um, and, and just a, a super nice and really down to earth individual. Um, you know, I, I, I could talk for hours about Gabe, but, but essentially, yeah, he, he just, <laughs> he really kind of set the mark for us on Bronies react that, that day. So, yeah. Somewhere cool. off in the distance, Dusty Cat just flips the table. Like now what do I got to do? The, the, it's funny you mentioned that because Dusty, uh, did his best to one-up Gabe. And <laughs> one of the things was he wanted, I think it was for uh, episode 100, he literally, he, he went out on his dirt bike uh, to a jump and jumped over an inflatable shark. And yeah, yeah, he yeah, told me about that. He <laughs> did that. And then everyone was like, oh my gosh, Gabe, you're so... Someone gave Gabe credit because Dusty had his helmet, helmet on, so people thought it was Gabe. Wonderful. Dusty's <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> anyway, um, we we have a lot of questions to get through, so Priest, what else? We um, let's move to a question from Terry the Human. Let's pull questions from a different person right now. Um, pulling one of their questions will be, what is your favorite memory as a brony? Ooh, favorite memory as a brony. Oh, there's so many. Um, I I really can't choose a specific favorite, but like like when I think of stuff that comes to mind, um, like the moment Saber and I met Lauren Faust in an elevator on accident. Um, we were beating each other up with balloons, and Saber literally goes, "Imagine if Lauren's there," because we were at a convention, that, but obviously not anticipating we'd run into her. Mm-hmm. The elevator door opens up as we're still beating the crap out of each other, and there's Lauren. And we're just like, well, there's an impression that we left. Great. Um, <laughs> but but re- really, it's uh, like the, the Who's Line shows also. Um, those the, Doing the improv with my friends has just been so much fun. Um, and, and, and also moments just having people, you know, approach me or message me saying, like, I this is kind of on a more serious nature, but, but I've had a lot of people come up and just say, like, your videos – helped me get through a hard time or, or your videos have saved me and, and stuff like that. It's like, you, you don't realize the impact you can have until you're there. And and again, it goes back to me. And like I said earlier, just, just being so, so blessed to be in this kind of position. So yeah. Hashtag I, blessed. I, hashtag blast. <laughs> now then we're going to go to the mystery muffin. Who's up next asking some questions. Um, number one, your videos have always made me smile and laugh. Have you considered heading into the entertainment industry to do something such as comedy? Oh, that's super sweet. Um, and yes, I have. It, uh, it, it's one of those things where, because what I do on as a regular job is I'm a uh, mechanical engineer. I uh, went to school for that, uh, went that route. Um, you know, it was one of those things where when you're having to figure out what you're going to do for your life, <laughs> essentially going into college i knew i was good at math and i'm like well i i enjoy doing some robotics kind of stuff so hey let's do this but i would i would love i would love to to do it i in fact there's even like an opportunity i i feel like in the future where if some of us wanted to start an improv group um and and carry it into a more professional route um that that you know we we have venues that we could take um, and especially because like location wise, it's starting to really work out because just 
just because of where a lot of us are have moved to or ending up. Yes, I'd love to. I would love to, whether it was getting involved with movies or doing, again, like improvs type shows. Um, I I just, I would love to have uh, a shot and, and chance to do something like that. Because I, I do feel like, like for me, like, wow, the engineering stuff is, is cool and all. Doing like the racing stuff, which is also in a sense improv, or we're live announcing, I'm an announcer at racetracks. Um, and being able to entertain people that way, that's heck yeah. I love being able to uh, to entertain crowds. I love that. Awesome. Um, the next question I'll take from Mystery Muffin is one that you probably get a million times. Let's set the <laughs> record straight. Number three, if I also may ask, are you looking for more bronies to react in your videos? If so, how do I apply? <laughs> See, there you go. So, so there is no application <laughs> The way I the the quick answer because I had to develop this. How do I say this the right way? Is that uh, I've always told people um, make an impact, whether it's it's on the community, make an impact on. I've had individuals make an impact on me uh, that the community was less aware of. That I went no, I I you know these people I want to work with. Um, but it's just about making content, getting out there, doing stuff. Uh, you know, having fun with what you're doing, not just not just doing stuff with. You know, oh, I'm going to do this so I get a big audience. Uh, that's the only reason. Like, when I – the videos I make, I make them because I, I love to, because I have fun making these videos, because I enjoy working with the people I work with. Um, so, yeah, that's my suggestion to anyone and everyone. You know, I, I have had people approach me and ask, hey, can I be on Bronies React? And I went, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I, I'm looking through your stuff. Yes, absolutely. One of those people was Black Griffin. So, hey, <laughs> and look, look where we're at now. So you never know. Yeah, you can be on my show, but in uh, you know, in return, you gotta come to my wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Gabe's again. Gabe and Saber, they're two of my best friends, and I just—it's so crazy how how any of this came to be. We're gonna go to questions now from Alex underscore our resident intern. I'm gonna take his number four. What is the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? <laughs> now we're getting to the real questions here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ones. This oh, is, God. this is you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, what's the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? This is good. I, I You know, I'm, I'm trying to remember. There's something I there's something I once ate, and it had the most lingering, like, taste and i couldn't get it so actually you know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna instead give a uh you guys are aware of like banana pepper oh, oh yeah. yeah oh oh yeah okay so uh there's this restaurant down near one of the tracks that i work at called that they have incredible pastrami and um uh, my my dad you know again i've been going my whole life so i was younger and my dad had friend that also went with us this particular evening and this guy got a plate full of these banana peppers and he's going here try this uh and i'm like no i don't like peppers you no. and he's like oh come on grow some hair on your chest and oh, that's the worst thing to say it's like the most yeah so i was like well okay i'll give this a shot and they were saying like they're not that bad and and uh my friend tommy who i do a whole bunch of stuff with he he's eating these things and he also was like well it shouldn't be that bad my, I took a bite into this thing, and I don't know what the hell happened to this pepper. I don't know. I don't know who abused it as as like it was 
becoming a pepper or what the hell happened. It was it was a pepper from Satan. This this freaking thing burnt my mouth so bad. And and I I you know, I'm chugging drinks. I'm I nothing's helping. And my tongue started to actually swell up. Oh no. And we're talking about a freaking banana pepper. I'm like I'm you sitting here going, reaction? I've been duped. What? You have an allergic reaction or something? Like <laughs> maybe. <laughs> whatever maybe you're allergic. Happened, it was the it was probably the most unpleasant thing I've ever had in my mouth. So to answer that question. Well, I, I have to say I, I find that really funny. I, I bake hot sauce and I um fed the guys in the podcast a nine hundred thousand Scoville sauce that I made and whew, it was fun. It was Oh, uh, see, I I wouldn't dare. I'm I'm. You would die. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm like I I just. Uh. Now, we know you had the banana pepper in your mouth, but did you swallow? Oh yes, yes. I I Attaboy, think a, a real gentleman's. Yeah, I think it's a common courtesy. Totally. <laughs> um, number six from Alex underscore. Um, you're easily one of the most horse famous people we've ever had on this podcast. You do so much for the fandom and you create so much memorable and amazing content. Um, unrelated. Have you ever had to shit in a weird place? Huh, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> actually I had to, but I didn't. And it oh. ended up actually, it, it really, it, oh, um, Again, I so as a kid, I had this really bad habit of having too much fun. And that might sound weird to say, but in the sense that I, I decided at some point in my childhood that I also did not have time to to go to the bathroom. Like, like there's a bathroom 50 feet away, but no, I will do everything in my existence to hold it. And, uh, and, and yeah, and so one day I probably was doing the same thing. Um, but not having to pee uh, was something else, and <laughs> uh, we I had to go so bad, and we were at a racetrack out in the desert um, called Speedway Willow Springs, and it, it basically the way that this was like a not as there wasn't a lot of money into this track, so they didn't have like bathrooms, they had porta potties, which I have always refused to do anything but pee in a porta potty, and. As a kid, I, I I stood by my honor, and I I would not do it. And I also was convinced because potties grandstands, it's all just black darkness and and deserty hills behind it. So I also knew if I walked over there, like coyotes were gonna grab me, and I would be gone forever. Um, in doing this, in in <laughs> making this decision, I ended up uh that night waking up with severe pain. In my gut, oh, um, no. the and 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 I mean, I was, I was, I remember weird things like you things from a kid. I remember telling my parents, "Just let me die," because it hurt so bad. Uh, maybe my pain tolerance was a not as great, you know, as a I forget how old I was. Uh, let's say ten, but um, but no, I mean, it was it was so painful. So we went to the hospital, um, and I'm pretty sure all they did. Oh God, doctors, man! When they tell you something tastes like something, don't believe them. <laughs> they gave me this drink. They're like, it tastes like Seven Up, and I, I, I drank it, and I'm like, dear God, what kind of Seven Up are you guys drinking? Um, did not taste like Seven Up. Um, but you know, it was prior, <laughs> whatever kind of laxative, and I don't remember like, 
like being relieved of this pain. Uh, but obviously I ended up being relieved of this pain at some point, but yeah, that was, that was bad. That <laughs> sounds <laughs> awful. So you were so reluctant to shit in a porta potty that you had to be hospitalized and fed laxatives. Mm-hmm. And it was such a apparently good shit that you don't remember it because you left your corporeal something and ascended to like the shit plane number five or what? Yep. Jesus so, Christ, so, that's commitment. So, so did you shit out a banana pepper? Wow. And no. I got the no, fuck. No, I did not. It's no, that sounds like it also. <laughs> it sounds like that would be painful. If, if you acknowledge him, <sighs> he thinks he's people. It's fine. <laughs> he's got to ask, right? This is moment. You only get one shot. Anyway. Uh, last question I'll take from Alex before we do our mid-roll ad. Um, if you had to choose for one night of unending, unbelieving pleasure, Chipperdale. Uh, well, you're going to have to run this question by me again. <laughs> who would you fuck Chipperdale? Oh! That's literally the question. Oh, who would I fuck? Um, um, well... I mean, outside of outside of worrying about like, uh, like sexual preferences, like let's say if I had to choose one of them, because I I don't like avoiding questions like this by saying, well, uh, neither, <laughs> um, uh, and I can't say both either. That's kind of no, no, no. Um, no you, can't, you can't say. So both. I had to choose one. Uh, yeah. So I I feel like this is weird because I feel like I was much more. Like, if somebody, anyone that knows me will say I'm much more like Dale than I am like Chip. But for some reason, I've always been a Chip, like, fan. So, like, heck yeah. But again, again, I stand by my loyalty. Fucking Chip is Gadget. So, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll fuck Dale. I'll just put a bag wow. on his head. Have yeah. a gadget. Well, Dale's so not, like, Dale's, so- Dale's a goofy guy, and I'm sure he'd be super crazy. Yeah, that's what I call. He'd be pretty nuts. It's funny how I'm like, oh my god, (laughs) yeah, damn it. All right, devotion aside, we're halfway through the cast. Very quickly, very quickly. Hey, pencil. Hey, what? Do you know that we don't make any money off this? Believe me, I fucking know. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm broke off my ass, especially with BronyCon coming next week. Yeah. Uh, we take 100% of all the donations that we get off our Patreon and 100% of all the ad revenue that we get off our videos, and we donate them to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary in California, where we uh, have nominated a horse that you guys voted for by the name of Little Bit. We currently have just enough money that we donate to him to keep, keep him fed, but we want to make sure that he can do things like have his teeth cleaned and exchange his uh, horseshoes. And so, get hookers. If you have an interest in helping us on our journey to donate to Horse Charity, please consider giving us a subscribe, a like, whatever it is, or donate to our Patreon. Alex, show all the links and all that, and check out www.thebarcast.net, where we have all the links. And, um, yeah, let, let's get let's get our sponsor to Horse Let's do and it. And if you want to save a little money, be sure to use promo code... This isn't actually a real promo code when you buy your ticket to BronyCon so you can come see us. <laughs> All right. We're done. Then, we did it. Back Woo! to questions. Back Yay! To oh, we're going to take another question from Twitter. Quick uh, request. Kyle. Quick request. Um, 
Zootopia. That's all. We can go back to your questions now. Awesome. Where you got a question? Did from? someone say Zootopia? I did yes. say Zootopia. I love That's Zootopia. Time, so. I did too. Oh no! <laughs> so many drinks. I know. I'm so happy, so excited so, about. But wait till fucking BronyCon comes. <laughs> no, I think you mean ZootopiaCon. And we drink again. Now back to question. Okay. At, at Kyle Bush fifty one fan two, also known as Taylor, asked on Twitter, if Disney decided to do a live action version of Zootopia. Oh no, what do I tell? Oh sweet Jesus! <laughs> Would going. you go see it? <sighs> Let's see. Um, without hesitation, would I see a live-action Zootopia movie? Um, it, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be thrilled that, it, like, I mean, I'm right now kind of in a spot where it's, it's, you know, anything and everything. Uh, Zootopia, I love, like, right now there's, uh, they're right now building a Zootopia land in Shanghai, um, that's in China for those that don't know, and that's nowhere. And I'm like, crap, I need to find a way. So, yeah, I would 100% watch it. I don't know if I'd be, if I'm going to be, uh, I, huh. is it just going to be a nature documentary? Like, it'll be like, it'll be like the, the, the new cats coming yes. out, except. No. Yeah, thank you. Just have the walk around characters like like inter- interact through a movie of Zootopia. The nude yoga scene would be really Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> There's already a thing for that by Mike and L on YouTube. Go look it up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I'm looking it up right now. I thought porn aside. Um <laughs> porn aside. Moostasm's up next and has some cheeky timeline shenanigans. You must replace one piece of historical artwork, AC Race Best. Paintings, statues, literatures, videos, movies, with a piece of content that you've created. Your content gets the same amount of exposure as the art that you're replacing. What do you replace with what, and how has history changed as a result? <laughs> wow. Um, oh, no, you sound excited for this one. <laughs> I, I'm just laughing. It's just, I'm like, wow, that's a... Uh... Again, I love questions like this. Like, these are what these podcasts were made for. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, like, b- before I do go on, I, w- I want to thank you for having me on here. Um, and to your viewers, like, this, is, this, was, this has been a lot of fun so far, and we're only, we're only halfway through it, so. Yeah. All right. Um, what, would I re- huh. what would I replace? Jeez. All right. Um, so... I will replace uh, the Eiffel Tower, um, and instead they'll put a gigantic big screen in the middle of Paris, and it will just have um, the buy everything video I did for Zootopia to be on constant repeat, so people go and buy more Zootopia merchandise, and therefore we get a lot more movies. It'll be like James Bond, but with Zootopia. But here's the thing: is for all of for it's for as long as the Eiffel Tower has been around. Won't that make Zootopia public domain? Hmm. Not if they kept the rights. Not if they kept the rights to it. They'd have to like that. That just means they'd have to make something every like seven years. Sounds like a win-win. Yeah, that sounds really good to me. So double down. They they just didn't realize like like man, 
That changes some historical pictures. Yeah, it <laughs> it, it will, but you know what? <sighs> so it, wants it, to it'll be a picture of Hitler with Zootopia. No, stop! That's gentlemen. Exactly, Enigma. <laughs> Enigma, I was cheeky about it. Go sit in the corner. Face the corner. What the fuck did I do? No, both of you, go sit in the corner. What the hell did I do? He's the no. one who said it. No, Kids, I will turn this car around. Okay, we're moving on to the next question. <laughs> Sorry, Race, we do this a lot. No problem. <laughs> Seton is up next, and I'm going to take a fan favorite question. Uh, number five, what is the theme song for your sex life? Oh, the theme song for my sex life. Um, oh, 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 try oh. everything. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? What? oh Meanwhile, God. Sarah just glares at you. <laughs> she... oh, I'm checking, God. actually. I looked over my shoulder like... <laughs> Okay, I, I I do not know your wife, but I, I'm a pretty cheeky kind of jerk person. If, if I heard you do this, if I heard you give this answer, next time I had sex with you, I would have to, like, start to make orgasm noises and then break into that song, song slowly, like, just gradually go from, oh, oh, to, oh, oh, I just go. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, Jack of, sorry. Jack of a Few Trades is up next. Um, you have gone to an insane number of conventions. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you at one of them? Huh. Uh, weirdest thing. I mentioned the Lauren Faust thing. That was just un- kind of unbelievably coincidental. Um, probably most unpleasant thing was uh, I, I had uh, an individual... I've told this story plenty of times, but uh, at MLP, right. MSP 2014, uh, first time that MSP uh, had a convention, and uh, we had our Bronies Rec panel on a Sunday morning, and uh, an individual walked up to me and asked if um, they could have a hug. I'm like, sure, why not? Heck yeah, let's get this. And uh, next thing I knew, um, I was my neck was getting caressed by their lips. And I was just like, oh, well, that wasn't in the contract. Yeah. That's not a hug. I am... Yeah. So that was... Is your wife there? Uh, no, no. She she hasn't been to as many conventions as I have. Um, ah. But uh, no, Saber watched it, and, and he loves describing uh, the look on my face. Because he heard... he I think he heard it before he saw it. He just heard the... <sighs> Oh god! Oh my god! Oh, and I'm pretty sure my eyes were about four times bigger than regularly. Well, try everything, right? No, he's got a point there. Rude, rude. It was, it was just it, like yeah, like it's one of those. The the person in question ended up getting uh, kicked out of the convention because of numerous things that had uh, built up to that point. And um, yeah, it like it, it's one of those. Like for me, like I, because I know I know that's something that like you know some people go through and it it could be even traumatizing. For me, it was just like, well, that was just not pleasant at all. <laughs> right. Don't I'm glad it wasn't worse. That. that is 
stupid weird. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, but yeah, that that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Yikes! I'm sorry you had to go through that. And for everyone listening, if you don't let experiences of horror stories stop you from trying to go to conventions, especially mm-hmm. with the final BronyCon being next week. Oh um, yes, no. Comstaff will take care of you. Yeah, just remember, I, cosplay is not consent. Yeah, and I wasn't even cosplaying. That's how bad it was. Uh, but yeah, no, I want to, and I want to echo um, is in that again. In, in my situation, it was something where I was like, "Well, I I know I can I can handle this and take care of it," which was basically me just being able to walk away from the situation. But you know, there's there's also situations where in any setting, conventions are not aside from just basic humanity and, and crappy people that are human beings. Um, which is also why, like, when I hear, you know, the occasional, oh, the fandom is is so bad, blah, 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 from certain people, um, I'm like, yeah, but the stuff you're complaining about isn't just like, oh, My Little Pony fandom. It's not just a fandom thing. It, a lot of times it's it's just people not behaving in general and, and, yeah. you know, wherever you are, um, you know, like, un- unfortunately, like even just in general work settings, stuff happens. So it's stuff like that where, um, yeah, like you guys said, uh, don't, don't let like any weird stories like that make you feel like, Oh, I can't handle, you know, being at a, a convention because typically, and I think a lot of people that don't go or haven't been to conventions don't realize the overall just amazingly positive, vibe you get being at these conventions and it's it's so much fun so highly encourage it wonderful yeah. now then uh we're gonna go to questions from the other other guy and this is usually a viewer favorite thing that we do we've done whole panels at different conventions mm-hmm. regarding this particular question mm-hmm. um over in the behind the counter chat we have a picture for you we want to know how does this make you feel all right. Oh. oh. Well. Then. Um, <laughs> how, do, how do I feel about this? Yes. I I feel like I feel like like the an immediate thing that came to my mind um, was like like I feel like I'm looking at something out of a Studio Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so there's that, which, which I've had good experiences with. So I, I don't like immediately shun it. Um, but, but it's, it's the, it's the logistics here where I go like, would I travel with such a form of transportation? And if so, how, how do you get in? And am I asking too many questions at this point? Probably. No, I think that's definitely a, a very interesting question to have, especially given where the, suggested exits and entrances would be so trust me i think we're all right there with you when you go inside to take a seat do you sit on her organs hey you know what enigma you can't give up your laughter just because of a little pain okay there you go there you go i mean yeah yeah once you once you get inside and they get going you'll be coming so here we go hey there we go (laughs) i'm sure it'd be the ride of your liver let's move on now Um, um, we're going now to priest, short... priest, oh yes. before you do that, um, there's a question I really wanted to ask, which is um, one that our viewers like, and that's it's the uh, weirdest, it. the weirdest fear. Um, a question from Seton is, what is your biggest weirdest fear that you? We've had some weird ones on here before, 
So I'm curious, what is your weirdest fear? Um, it, for me, it's it's a weird like phobia um, in the sense that like it's not something that I actively afraid of, but I it's it's like the ultimate thing that like like will literally make me curl my toes and cringe, and it's weird. Um, and it oh man, it has a name. I think it. I might miss say it, but I think it's like tryptophobia. Tryptophobia. Um, you're fear afraid of holes, like lots of tiny little. Lots of tiny yeah. little holes. Yep. And like it makes me literally just want to like scratch at it. Like ah, uh, uh, that that is something that yeah, like has bugged me. Like oh yeah, that's that's mine. That's my like one that I can't even begin to explain why it's there. It just. <laughs> Because it's not like it's it endangers me in any way. It's just, it's just like, oh, no. Like, I literally want to just take a hammer and just start hammering it out until it's not holy anymore. You should <laughs> never, ever my <laughs> Well, as weird as that is, it, it will never top coffin wasps. Okay, coffin wasps is the big one, yeah. Coffin wasps. We had, a, we had somebody come on who was very joking the whole time and then got super and just in this monotone. My weirdest fear is that I will be locked inside a dark and under tube and hmm. filled a coffin with wasps, and I won't be able to see anything, and I'll just be buried alive. Like Jesus Christ! And he just says, "I've had a dream, a dream about since I was a child." It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, shit, man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. So it, it is a thing. There you go. Learn something every day. All right, uh, now we're going to Short Skirts and Explosions, the writer background pony for this next question. Uh, what doth life? What doth life? Huh. I'll answer this in a, a serious version of it, but truly experience. Like, like, when I think about how I'm going through life and stuff that I want to do, um, being able to just experience things and, and, and just in general, just have a positive outlook towards everything. I remember, uh, I forget when it was, but there came a point in my life where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to look at, at things and, and even actively for a while use the phrase like, well, let's look on the bright side. Um, and I, and I, while like, I, it's not a phrase that I, you know, pop out with all the time. It was, you know, it, it eventually just became my general mindset, but it's, there's been a lot of stuff like that where it's like, I, I can look at this as, oh, you know, dang, this sucks or, okay, well, how, how can this still be turned as a positive? And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, in life, it's like, come on, like, enjoy it, you know, have fun with it, do fun things. Um, again, just experience, experience all the craziness of this world. So, yeah, that's what I'd say. Awesome. Uh, now we have questions from Lone Trooper, who asks, what will you do once My Little Pony Generation 4 is concluded, and what are you planning to do at the final BromyCon? Okay, so hit me with this question one. Uh, what do you plan to do once MLP Gen 4 has concluded? Okay. And what are you planning to do at BronyCon? Well, when, when Generation 4 ends, um, I, I, I think there's kind of 
a worry out there that like everybody in the fandom is just going to like disappear. Like Thanos is just waiting to snap his fingers and eliminate bronies from this world. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, by all means, no. I mean, I mean, outside of the fact that there's been people that have been in, uh, you know, into ponies before generation four even existed. Um, the fandom, just look at other fandoms that don't have, continuous ongoing stuff of why people got into it um for me i i i intend on ha still having fun with the show and having fun with maybe projects that i didn't have time to do back in the day including brunny's racks that maybe like maybe we'll revisit stuff that we haven't hit up yet um so on, on that front uh i still feel like there's plenty i want to do with the show in due time and you know on a relaxed schedule uh, on top of that, there's, you know, I mean, everyone's already talking about Generation 5, and I, I know, I can guarantee you, we'll do something with Generation 5. Like, Gen 5 has two directions that I can see it going, and either one, I see a win. It's either going to be, like, so good, or at least as good as Generation 4 that we go, awesome, cool, we're, we're continuing the train, or it's going to be so bad that we're still going to have so much to do with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's, there's that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I still have a lot of plans. I'd also, I've always liked to transition my channel to kind of a, a just an animation in general uh, deal, but it, it doesn't mean like, Oh, that do anything with the show. Um, I've always done with my channel, whatever I want in general, uh, obviously with the low budgets being on there and, and then convention blogs and Brony's reacts. It's kind of all over the place. Uh -huh. um, but the, that being said, uh, the follow or the the next part of this question was, what will I be doing at BronyCon? Yes. Um, so BronyCon, um, I actually just just posted. Um, I, I forget if I can't even remember if it was today or yesterday, <laughs> but I posted this uh, schedule. Of mine, um, I'm gonna be slammed at BronyCon. Mm -hmm. um, I th I think there's 13 events that I'm gonna be part of throughout the four day weekend, uh, including our our Who's Line show on Friday, uh, Bronies React on Saturday, um, and uh, you know some other panels that we're we're known for doing. Brony riffing is magic. We're we're gonna riff some some. Uh, kind of pony content. I we don't yet know if it's going to be show stuff or a really weird like horse movie. Oh, good. Uh, but but yeah, I've already heard some of the things that we might do, and I haven't seen them. But just hearing how they're described, I'm like, oh my god! Like even the riffing stuff is stuff that we do. Like we don't watch it beforehand and then formulate what we're going to say or script in anything. Even though we uh, like say it's like mystery science theater style. It's actually improv. Um, we're, we're doing this off the cuff, you know, real time with everyone else. Um, but that, that said, yeah, 13 events. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, anyone that is like hoping to maybe grab a picture or an autograph or just say hi, um, we're going to have, I'll have meet and greets all three days. Um, and they're up on the schedule. So yeah, it's, it's going to be just all about, being there with with friends that are practically family, um, entertaining on stage and, and interacting with all the people that are there, 
Um, and then, and then, yeah, sending this convention off, um, uh, as it deserves, you know, just, just giving it that final farewell that, that BronyCon truly deserves. I wish it wasn't ending, but, but at least we know going into it and have known for a year that, hey guys, this is our last chance to really make something special happen in Baltimore. Well, while it sounds like you have quite the hectic schedule, you're definitely going to make it one to remember. We're excited to see uh, what you have to offer for us. And, and if we cross paths, we'll have to make sure that we hand you some nice, uh, very clear, looking like water shooters of vodka. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Some people might not know this. Actually. I, uh, I don't drink alcohol. Um, and, but I've still been drinking my water whenever I mention Zootopia because Zootopia is one of my favorite movies. And when Zootopia came out, I was like, man, I love yes. Zootopia. Um, <laughs> well, then we're going to have to at least get you a bottle of Fiji. That's the good stuff. There you go. Uh, I have tried yeah. alcohol because um, some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's got to be like, like, is it, you know, is it a religious reason that you're not drinking or, uh, you know, did I'm trying to remember some of the other reasons. But uh, no, it's just I just don't like the taste of alcohol. I'm like, I like putting chocolate milk in my mouth, not the hand sanitizer. Well, I mean, they do make alcoholic chocolate milk. Oh. See, <laughs> now we're talking. It's it's great. It's it's great. I've had way too much. It is great until you need to go to the bathroom. Anyway, uh, next question. Uh, we're going to Mugany. Uh, I'm going to tweak this pencil just the sorry this question wow. just slightly. You tweaking me there, priest? Hey, that's that's what happens behind doors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will you sign a person's body at a con if they pro provide you the utensil to do it? To be clear, this person wants you to sign their titties. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How does that... Okay, so we, we've we had the chance to do this, like, once, sign someone's body. How does it feel for you? When, when, I've, when I've done the signing? When I'm signing yes. them? Yes. Well, I've, so I've signed multiple... Uh, parts of people's body. Um, Interesting. I have I have signed uh, titties. Is that how we're referring to them? Titties. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, titties. Um, I thought we call them bitties. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so I've signed those. I've signed someone's forehead at BronyCon before. Um, it's I always like triple check with these people. Like, is this literally something you want me to do? All right, is it? Um, because I've been signed, uh, you know, with, without somebody asking me before. Um, and in fact, my arm was once signed by someone, I think six times and, and I had no say in it. And it was M.A. Larson. By <laughs> all. Yeah. And, and when I went to work that Monday with my arm, like tattooed up with M.A. Larson's name, everyone's like, what happened? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got claimed. Um, I, I feel that Dusty Cap has a habit of signing my legs. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. For for me though, when I'm signing, so once I know the person's okay, they have me sign where they want. I'm just like, okay. Um, I've uh, the hardest one I think was signing the forehead because the the person, um, understandably so, was uh, kind of sweaty. Uh, their their face was a little bit sweaty. So so as I'm signing it, it, the ink wasn't really sticking. And now I'm like, well, great. Do I keep going over the same part of the forehead? What do I do here? 
Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've signed it. I've signed a, a lot of things through all this. And <laughs> you know, I know you said you signed someone's forehead, but what I thought you were gonna say was you signed. Stop. <laughs> you, no, I've never I've never probably. I'd probably have to decline signing uh, one of those, uh, only because I don't. I just don't see where in the uh, convention setting. Well, no, I mean outside of I, I probably wouldn't prefer. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, never mind. It would just be preferentially <laughs> no. Sorry. No, no. Here no, I am no, justified. No penning the penards. No penning. <laughs> what we got next, Freeze? All right, we're going to Jammer now, which has another fan favorite question. Yay! Um, are are you a fan of horror movies at all, uh, AC, uh, Race? I I definitely watch them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you aware of John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. <laughs> then you might be aware of the OC of the fandom of Thing Pony. The question reads: Would you hug Thing Pony, kiss them good night? Tell them every little thing's going to be all right, and hold their hoofs and gives them head pads on the cold winter nights. And would no. you stick your dick in it? I know, no to all of the above. <laughs> no, but, but hold on, mind. hold on. He's he, she's got bedroom eyes, and I oh, there's the bedroom eyes picture. There got it is. It. You got it? Yeah. Yes, I do. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, come on, look at those bedroom eyes. Good freaking lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> but keep in mind, she is a shapeshifter. She could turn into Judy Hopps. Mm. Well, well, uh, probably still no. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a thing. Like this is yes, well, uh, yes. it's literally a thing. But but like I I was unaware of this as a <gasps> random anything. Wow. Oh, yeah, she's she's one of my favorites. There are comics about her. Like Thing Pony is wonderful. My favorite is um. You come home and you've gotten her the wrong hair dye, and so she like forcibly mutates herself into having the correct hair color, and it's just fine. It's great. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no nothing of me sticking into anything of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pencil. It's time for questions with Violon. Oh God, hold on. Let me let me have a drink. So somebody say the magic word. Zootopia. Thank you. Okay, <clears throat> it's time for questions with Vylon. Vylon's known for coming in on since our very first episode and asking the absolute most distressing questions of the entire podcast. But oh. it seems like she's being very gentle today. Let's get into Vylon mode. <clears throat> oh God, you have to do. He has to do it sexy. How are you today? Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Did I answer it well? Yeah, yes, perfect. Great. No one has ever earphones. No one has no one has answered that way before. I I, <laughs> I I give you props, sir. Thank you. Have to change it up. Uh, <laughs> now we have someone who has never joined us before. Cy uh, Nephis. Sire Nephis. I hope I didn't butcher that too much. Uh, now then, uh, let's see. First time on the podcast. What is your favorite genre of My Little Pony merchandise? Ooh, interesting. Um, 
gosh. Well, when I answer this, I'm going to have to answer uh, as far as stuff that, like, I... So I haven't bought a lot of pony merchandise, but the, the thing that I do, and, and it, it's because it's definitely a necessity of mine, are the pony shirts. Um, I, I love sporting the shirts uh, at the conventions and even, even you know, outside of the convention scene. Um, I, I enjoy wearing those. And it's literally the, like, oh, stuff I've really purchased outside of a couple things. Like, I have I have the figurine of Rainbow Dash um, and, and stuff like that. But, but yeah, definitely, pre- predominantly, it's been the shirts. Now, what what do I get the biggest kick out of? Oh, man. Um I get such a kick out of uh we've as mentioned earlier we've been to a ton of but recently I've noticed that one thing that's um beginning to I'd say become a little bit more popular uh and utilized more and I think it's genius uh are the after hour vendor halls. Oh yeah. And yes. to, to me, those things are so much fun to just walk around and be like, well, I didn't know that she could bend that way, but now I do. All right. I oh, like, that attitude. It's, it's so, yeah, it's that, like, that stuff to me is just so entertaining to just be like, okay, what, what's, what do they have in this collection of, oh my God, they, okay, there's that. So, yeah, like the, and I think, like I said, I, I think it's genius. I think it's, it, like the conventions, um, again, like I know that, uh, Ciderfest, um, uh, Winnie City, they've, they've really, uh, done, done this lately. And, and, and again, I just see it as such an opportunity for the artists. It's like, it's like we can sit here and pretend that, like, you know, a lot of the people here aren't adults or we could just fully be like, heck yeah. And there's a time and a place for it. And and when they find that time and a place, it allows, you know, the people that are vending to potentially make more money and, and everyone's happy. And, it, and like, I just, again, I got a big kick out of it to me. It's I, I, I chuckle. I'm like laughing at a lot of the stuff. And I love also the people that'll like, I, I've, been looking at stuff and then people will just be standing next to me and I'm I'm just looking through a book with them and being like, oh, they're oh, okay. Well, we learned something else today, didn't we? <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's everyone's funny. gonna have a little, you know, bad dragon time in their life, but there's a time and a place. Spike. Oh no. Oh no, 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 oh no. What so, what did he mean? No, I don't want to explain it. I don't want to ex- no, I don't want to explain it. Nope. No, oh, I thought he just meant he likes rarity. No, he meant. Does he Copy. not know what it means? I don't it's think okay. he does. We're gonna move on. Let's not be weird about this, okay? You like speaking of Spike, we tend to beat up uh, Spike on the podcast here. Now, when you say Spike, are you talking about like the dragon tentacle dildo? Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, um, Vandamoose in our thread asks, it seems like you just hate Olaf. Why does he get a special and not Fesh Bunny? <laughs> it seems that I hate Olaf. And then what was, yes. the, what was the second part about that? Why does he get a special and not Best Bunny? Oh, God. Um, that is it. 
Very good question. Um, no, I, okay. I, I don't, mm, I see, this is where, because I've put out so many videos, I'm like, I must've said something somewhere or, or maybe this came up on, a, you know, during a podcast or something. And I'm like, what did I say? But, uh, Olaf, I, Olaf suffered from what a lot of Frozen suffered from, which was just overexposure mm-hmm. and, and, Disney being like, yeah, here we go, more stuff where, you know, they had cool stuff coming out like Zootopia. And, um, you know, in my opinion, I'm like, oh, cool, they could do so much with this. And then seeing them continue to like be like, oh, now we need to do a special with Frozen again. I'm like, oh, okay. So, Olaf, I don't, I don't mind. Like, immediately after seeing Frozen, I actually was like sticking up for Olaf for people that were giving him a hard time. Mm-hmm. And then, over the overexposure bit, I started like being like, uh, um, <laughs> I feel like Olaf suffered from a similar like thing that uh, Mater did, where oh yeah, Disney kind of was like, like hey, let's really push him, uh, which for Mater was in the second movie, and then the single trailer. <laughs> so uh, I I feel like they're taking a kind of similar approach as far as the the stuff uh marketing that movie but uh yeah i i oh god i would i would do now that they were doing a, a short with you know zootopia uh and and yeah i i don't know that's a good question why why haven't they come on guys let's do this they need to get together yeah they do how come there's no zootopia level in kingdom hearts 3 Oh, is there not? Yeah, uh, would have been so cool. Why is fucking why is it there? Actually, there's still DLC coming out. Give it time. Yeah, I haven't actually played. Uh, oh, this reminds me because someone asked what we'll be uh, doing in the future. Um, it's it's still fairly unofficial and and not like 100% locked in. But my wife and I are actually working on um, putting together a gaming channel. Um, oh. And, and the dynamic that we have is that I just I truly suck at video games, mm-hmm. um, but but goddammit, it I try hard and 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 not like a try hard try hard I just I I give it my effort and um and there's some things that like when I'm playing I never I always thought I was decent at video games until she sat next to me watched me play and was like do you seriously not see the thing like right there. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no... What? Right there? She has to get up, point at the screen, and be like, oh, 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 yeah. So, (laughs) I I wonder where I've heard all of this before. Oh, my God, Grace, you're so bad at games. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I'll tell you, it's a lot of fun. I'm looking Um, forward to it. Uh, Sombro for Life is up next. Another fan favorite question because they always want me to do voices for some dumb reason. Um, <laughs> number three. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? <laughs> I just want to respond with. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> 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 oh, I'm happy now. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Okay, that, very that, nicely that, done. That that, that's presented. enough. For, that's enough for that question. <laughs> uh, Tin Man's up next. Um, 
Oh, this is an interesting one. What do you think of the crotch boobs on the ponies in the pornography? Uh, thank you for um, uh, you know clarifying that. I thought yes. we were talking about in the uh, in the actual show. In the show. <laughs> Uh, not, not a fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that episode where Fluttershy gets crotch food and has to, you know, deal with it. Like, like <laughs> season nine really took a turn. I mean, there's, the, like, there's things I, just like anyone that, you know, you sometimes see and go, yeah, I guess someone, someone out there is into it and good for them. But, uh, yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, now, we got about 20 minutes left. Uh, I can go back through and find yes. a whole bunch from the thread here that yes. are going to be favorite questions. I also want to take the chance to have the uh, chat ask some questions because I know there's a bunch in there that tuned in from Twitter and stuff like that that didn't cool. have a chance to ask a question. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to then interject with two questions of my own. Uh, first of which, obviously, uh, you work on the Semi-Perfect podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that experience been like? And for those who maybe not listened to it before, uh, what what would your elevator pitch be for it? Uh, so the Semi Perfect Podcast is a podcast that Saber and I started a couple years ago. Um, it was it was the the kind of idea of it was back in the day. Saber used to do a podcast with Paleo um, called the Brony Breakdown, and um, while Actually, Saber and Paleo still do a podcast together um, called the uh, POS Podcast. Um, we, I was like, you know, I I think it'd be fun um, to to do a podcast and something that still kind of has some revolution around the show. Um, and so, yeah, so essentially, what we'll do is we'll discuss. Uh, new episodes, new new things coming out about the show. Um, we'll we'll go a little in depth with that. Uh, we talk about general media movies that come out. We're very very careful with spoilers, and if we're discussing spoilers, we always give people a super big heads up, and it's very obvious when we're discussing them and when we're not. Um, and and just in general, just talk about stories, uh, you know, from our from our daily lives and stuff that comes up and. Stories that otherwise may, you know, get kind of forgotten and, and not mentioned, but otherwise would make you laugh. Um, and, and on it, we have, again, my wife. And my wife produces the whole show. Um, and uh, she she's done an incredible job with it. Um, and, uh, and and it's myself and Saberspark. We have Black Griffin come on. I mentioned Paleo. He's on it as a regular. Um, Hirosashi, a good friend of ours. Panama Matt. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm watch, I'm going to forget somebody crucial, but, um, yeah. And, and we, we just, again, we just talk and, and answer questions and, and hit up topics and, and just really go over whatever the audience kind of interested in. And, and it's a, it's a fun driving force behind it. So it's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's kind of like for us, like a mini convention every other week. We, we host them, uh, every other Wednesday. And uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been great. Our audience has been a lot of fun to interact with, and and uh, yeah, just a, a great bunch. That's awesome. As as fellow podcasters, we we know how much fun it can be. And then almost to kind of pivot on that, if people are looking to get started listening to your podcast, um, I would happily suggest um, the one that I'm going to recommend to lead into this next question, 
um, on the Semi Perfect podcast, you did almost a two-hour recap of the time that you spent on the Steve Harvey show. Yep. Um, in which you basically outlined bronyisms on a segment called "Is This Weird?" Correct me if I'm wrong. And is it um, weird? But I wasn't going to. Is it weird? <laughs> right. Um, so we could we could ask you and rehash that question, uh, rehash that whole podcast. Like, what was your experience like? Um, but instead, I want to ask, how did you think the fandom received your appearance? Like, well, what was the feedback that you got after it aired? Like, did you did uh, what was that sort of reception like? So go, there were there were actually multiple stages to the responses. There was, of course, the when when it was finally announced, which it took a while because they film it and then it's not going to come up for out for a while. And they let me know when I can even say anything. Um, so when it finally came out that I was going to be on the Harvey show, um, there was obviously mixed emotion in fandom. Um, there were like the, the best way I can state it is that there are people who probably didn't know me that well, but knew that some brony was going on the Steve Harvey show and were already groaning. Like, like what an idiot. We've already been through this with media, yada, yada. And I knew that going into it. And that's actually part of why I did it is because when they came to me, I knew that they were looking for Brony, and if I turned it down, I was like, you know, I, I just didn't know where they might end up going, uh, who they might end up finding, and and I knew that it was something that I could handle myself in that kind of setting. Um, right. I wasn't intimidated about the idea of being on television, being in front of an audience, being put on the spot and needing to laugh at myself. I'm like, check mark, check mark, check mark. Um, so 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 there was that reaction and then there was what happened was um there was a release that they that the show so the show came out mm-hmm. um and i'm trying to remember what order this happened in but i believe i believe when the show came out they also posted a segment of it but they didn't show the whole thing and so all it all it showed was there was you know their psychiatrist up there essentially going after me you know in a way of like oh well you know, this is uh, um, <laughs> I loved it because he, he told me how progressive it is that I'm watching a show that empowers women. And mm-hmm. then said, but you're getting to a really regressive nature. And I'm like, well, that sounds like it balanced out. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so when that clip got out, there were people that just saw the clip. They didn't see the actual show. Mm-hmm. And that that looked more negative uh, because it, it chopped things down and it just basically ended with him kind of coming at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was ready for that, which, which, like you said, if if you want to hear the whole experience, there's a whole, uh, two hour story uh, about it. But um, yeah, so some people that saw that, I think that's where some people kind of went like, oh, this this did not go well. Um, right. It's the people that see the whole thing that realize, oh my god, like I, you know, I was actually able to rope in Steve Harvey. He had yeah. every opportunity to just be like, nope. Nope, this is this is beyond weird. Uh, this isn't right. You need help. Um, and instead, I was able because I had a game plan and I, I executed it. And I didn't know until Steve started coming around. And and funny enough, actually, I shared a bit of that earlier when when we were talking about how I got into the show. It's mm-hmm. the exact same way I told it to Steve Harvey, and they they ended right. up cutting it out. But I, I, I asked Steve, I'm like, do you know what I said when I when I was halfway through watching the first whole season in those three days? And he leaned forward and he's like, what'd you say to yourself? And I just said, shit. 
<laughs> and the reason the reason I had to do that was because I'm like I need to convey. They told me I was say it's weird, which is usually what I would say. I'm like, yeah, it's weird, but you know, we have fun. With with Steve, I wasn't allowed to say that, so I'm like, how can I convey to him that I know that you know it it's weird to somebody that's not into it. Yeah. And that's that's the route I went and that's when he started smiling and went, you know what, I I, I like you just the way you are. You're weird, but I like you just the way you are. And then he went on about loving that I do the demolition derby stuff and Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and the people that saw the 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 whole thing, those are the people that were like, I I don't know how you did what you did, um, or what you were thinking, but it worked out, and that's how I see it. As like, you know, there are people that are like, but you know, even my family members that are like, just be aware, like we're worried for you because people, you know, have their lives ruined on shows like this, and I'm like, I know oh, yeah. how to handle myself. I know I know what to say. I know how to handle a crowd, which that was the hardest crowd I've ever had to deal with because I literally they were all against me. All of oh, them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like yeah. in a lot of ways, I'm Definitely. sure a lot of people were worried that you were basically being sent to fail. And mm-hmm. after watching after watching this this clip, like you said, yeah, no, it, it actually came out a lot better than a lot of people. Were. And and, and it I pretty much was. It could have gone worse. Definitely. It, it definitely could have. Again, like I, I understand a lot of cues that I have to work off of, and that's what I did. I had to be very calculated with when I did what, when I presented what, when I told Steve what, uh, and I and I had to play the game of knowing what the psychiatrist knew and what he was basing his argument off of because they told me beforehand he already knew what he was going to say. And that they they told me, oh, it's really good. So I, I kind of let my guard down with them. And then he went after me and I went, uh-uh, no. Yeah. And then I even like approached him like, oh, wait, so everything I just said is where you're getting this? Because I knew all he knew was the written up story about me. And I went, oh, buddy, let's go. So, yeah, yeah no, I mean, uh, and I one last thing I'll add to this is that mm-hmm. when I signed a contract to be part of this show, mm-hmm. you know, NDA, part of like the contract itself wasn't NDA, but but the the contract states that the show is not responsible basically if your life gets ruined. Ha! Wow, oh. yep. that's like, amazing. In a very long legal way, it that's what it says. And, and I and I'm like, yep, yeah, because there's people that go to the show share things that otherwise probably shouldn't be public. You know, just keep it wherever you keep it. And because they 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 were upfront with me about the show, they 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 told me like here here's segments we've done. I knew what I was getting into, um and and yeah, but you know and then I get there and and they're like oh we somehow got your suit size wrong, so let's put you in this you know German schoolboy outfit and and dress your hair like your Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, and I'm like oh okay this is how we're playing game on let's do it so yeah. That that was that was an experience, but I, I'd say overall it ended. I was I was I was really happy with the edited bit because that was my biggest concern. I didn't know how it was going to be edited and what they were going to cut out, and I thought they were going to cut out where things went well with Steve and he he came around, but they left it in, and I went, oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, priest, you have a very important question that we need to ask. Yep, I'm going to take one more question from the thread, and then I'm going to hand it over to Flamel Warfare, because I'm sure everyone's dead tired of my voice. Yeah. Uh, number three, we got good old fuck, Mary kill scenario. <clears throat> okay. All right, so we got, in, in 
the left corner, Granny Smith. Oh, in boy. the right corner, Goldie Delicious. And in the not either of those corners, Auntie Applesauce. <sighs> and that's kind um, of what you're going to do. God. Uh, I'm, I'm like trying to look up which ones are which right now. I know Granny's... <laughs> It's a lot of wrinkly folds. I'm just gonna tell you that. That yeah yeah. There's not too much. It's basically the, it was it the three that went to Vegas. Yes. Yes. God, there was that one. So I'd say I'm gonna say the one that I would I would fuck is that I I don't remember which one she was, but there was a super thirsty pony that was like oh, hitting yeah. on applesauce. Every dude. Like she she obviously is like totally down for but like let's go. <laughs> So she, I mean, she like was, she was looking to get some sauce in her apple. That's all. What she was, she was yes. hitting on the bellboy. Yes, she was. So, so she'd be, she would definitely be my answer, because it's like, it's like, well, at least, at least, you know, hey, like, <laughs> it, it won't. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but yes, she. <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I'd, I'd marry. I, I. Hmm. Let's kill Granny Smith. Jesus, yeah, that, 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 it's losing another character. I love, I love how everyone's like, "Wow!" When I'm like, because everyone's like, "Kill the other one, damn it!" But I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Granny Smith just to shake it up and, and you know, I mean, come on, you kill them like what? They're like probably five days from dying, anyways, guys. Let's... Jesus Christ! Man, we got, we've got some serious ringtone material on this. All right. Perfect. Um, now then, I'm going to hand uh, the questions off to uh, Flame and Warfare to take our last three from the chat. All right, so right off the bat, y'all, can we expect more zoos in Utopia? Oh, these kind of questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, God, I mean, would they? For some reason, this is so weird, but, like, my mind just went to, like, those, like, post not even post-apocalyptic, but, like, the, the like, government taking over and, and being too crazy books, like, 1984. Mm -hmm. And, like, I went that direction. I'm like, did they have zoos? Like, yeah. is there some reason that they wouldn't have zoos? But, yeah, it's it's like, idea, yeah. yeah, I feel like you gotta have zoos in, in your topia. You know, the bigger, the better. Um, and it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. A zoo in your cornucopia. No. Enigma, no. <laughs> right oh. And then we can then what else we got here? Well that being said, have you ever had an intestinal parasite? Uh hmm. A How... baby doesn't count. Oh, in that case. Um no, oh, I uh I don't think wow. so. <laughs> I don't think so. Um No. I I think I I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how I'd know, so I don't think so. <laughs> so you would know. Oh, okay. You would know. That's what I'm thinking. So no. And from the greatest philosopher of our time, asks really the right questions, detective. Why even eat cheese? Is this a real question? Why yeah, eat why, cheese? Why, why even eat cheese? Just why even? But. I can't even think of why you wouldn't eat cheese. Like my my wife 
literally can't eat dairy. Um, oh. she, she's she's got her her fun dietary things that she grew up with. As far as like like uh, uh, yeah, she she also has celiac disease. She can't eat wheat, and yeah, she has a uh, gluten or dairy intolerance and all that. Oh. But but even then, I ask. And tell her we say hi. <laughs> oh, I I will, but I still ask her why don't you eat cheese? And you know what the answer is? She does not. <laughs> cheese cheese but fake cheese because she's so desperate for cheese that she'll she'll and they're getting better at making fake cheese from what i hear like cheese whiz I, is that fake i thought that was real i thought that was genuine cheese it actually <laughs> is it has a lot of dairy in it it is genuinely real i am ashamed that i know that anyway <laughs> it's a leaning tower of cheesa Oh, you're bringing hey. back some fucking PTSD for me right there. <laughs> we got we got goofy there. Oh, <laughs> no. So let's put an end to this goofy movie. And um, <laughs> if if there are any questions that we didn't get to, and there are so many, oh, um, if, if someone wanted to ask you a question outside of the podcast, uh, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? Best would that be just like a mention on Twitter, sending something to the Semi Perfect Podcast? You know, I was I was actually going to say, semi perfect is um, my favorite way of of receiving. Well, the second favorite after being on your guys' show. Aww. <laughs> um, how much was that? Twenty bucks, right? Um, <laughs> we agreed on fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but no, the uh, yeah, semi because that's where we're able to. Um, kind of get into uh, more detail of answering. And, you know, it's not just just me. Although, like, you can say, like, oh, this is a specific question for this individual. Um, but that's my favorite place to answer questions if it's not, like, at conventions. Uh, also enjoy answering things on panels. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, I've um, also had uh, people go through various routes of, of con- getting in contact with me and the the genuine thing I always feel bad about is that I I am like 100% like busy almost at all times. Mm-hmm. So if I do ever miss someone's question or don't answer or or you know I just happen to miss or someone tried to get in contact with me, it happens a lot. And so I I always try to kind of blanket apologize whenever that kind of thing happens. But uh, yeah, no, I always again I always appreciate uh, people being interested in what's going on and. And all that, and uh, semi perfect podcast again is a really easy spot for for us to get everything together and make sure that we focus on the questions. So, yeah, awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to come and join us. We had a wonderful time. Uh, you know, we don't have the knife to your throat anymore, so you can say honestly if you had a good time. It's okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, no, it was just cool. Like I knew that uh, you know when I saw Zutopia, um, I I knew that I would be a Zootopia fan for life, and when Zootopia Land was coming out, I was like, you know what? I want to share my love for Zootopia with everybody, whether it's Zootopia merchandise, Zootopia movies, um, you know, just just the, seeing the Zootopia characters. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give one more shout out to Zootopia fans, the Zootopia fandom, and uh, I hope you all have an excellent night, and thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for all of that. I'm going to have a good night. Thank you. Well, this has been this latest episode of the Zootopia cast. Oh, oh, Jesus. Um,
Be Bless sure to not tune in next week because we'll be at BronyCon. We'll probably be putting stuff on the YouTube channel anyway because we're lame. But yeah, tune in the uh, week afterward for our uh, recap cast of what happened at BronyCon. We'll talk about all the panels we went to. BronyCon Bookstore, uh, sliding AC Race Fest at 15 bucks. And <laughs> That'll be great. And overall good times. And so, do, you, do you have anything special super secret coming out you want to give us a hint on before you run off that you shouldn't tell us oh god um well i mean right now i can tell you at least um do it, do it, do it, do uh, it. i am i am working right now on a, a blog which i've already announced so it's not super secret but uh but i'm i'm working on that it'll probably come out actually after because after BronyCon, oh like two weeks after BronyCon, i'm going out to australia for a convention oh sure so yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Um, is that uh, Alicon? Yep, it is. Yep. So awesome. I should have name dropped. I don't know why I was like an Australian convention. <laughs> but yeah, Alicon. So any Australians, be sure to hit it up if you don't already have plans to. Um, but yeah, and so as far as as far as uh, so there's gonna be a lot of con vlogs right now. So I'm kind of on hold with a lot of content. But mm -hmm. I'm working. I'm working on a bunch of stuff uh, behind the scenes, including like I said, the honeymoon vlogs. Gonna get that out. A lot of crazy stuff yeah. happening there. Um, and uh, and then um, yeah, there there's a lot of there's a couple show uh, MLP show specific projects that I I'm working on. You know, in preparation for uh, the show itself ending. Um, and uh, and yeah, I I know obviously doing a Bernie's react to the finale at some point here. So. Um, yeah, I'll, there's again so much that I'm working on, so much that I'm doing. Actually, I'm going to throw out one other thing that some people might not realize. Yeah. Um, I, I, you guys mentioned I've been on TV. What's funny is I actually now have a show on national television that we do. What? It's, oh. Yeah, it's on it's on Mav TV, uh, which what? is like a, a racing or predominantly motorsports channel. Holy and shit. Uh, yeah, my friend Tommy and I, who I've done low budget TV with forever, it's our racing stuff. We uh, we now have a time slot where we do outlaw figure eight coverage. And it's these guys taking very expensive cars with very big motors, driving through a literal eight. So they have to go through an intersection that is uncontrolled. It's dangerous. It is crazy. And it's wild. So, yeah. Oh, we my have, gosh. We have so much fun with it. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you once again for coming to join us. Hey, it was my pleasure. Um, and and by the way, I I meant to mention this at the beginning, um, but I wanted to give you guys uh, a shout out because I know that they might not realize it, but my schedule shifted a bit, and I know that we had this planned on one date, and it got moved, and then we had it planned at a certain time, and I screwed Aww. up again, and Aww. you guys were able to move the time for me. So thank you for working with my schedule, and and uh, again, sorry that I I know I was uh, kind of hard to. Get, I almost said peg there, but then I'm like, well, in this podcast, people might think. Well, yeah. In this podcast, people <laughs> definitely think that. Yeah. But, but again, it, this was a lot of fun. Um, uh, you, you guys have a great thing going here. Um, I love it. Uh, really enjoy it. And uh, I know we'll see you at, around conventions coming up yeah, here. So. You will. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll probably see you next week. So awesome. with 150 episodes deep and now hitting three years, this has been the Barcast. Your bartenders this evening have been milk, a non-pencil, uh, yay, enigmatic otaku. Give Cozy Glow the death penalty. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Clam and Werfer. Oh, God. <laughs> Our amazing guest, AC Racefest. Thank you again for having me, guys. And I'm a piece of garbage. See you in two weeks. <laughs>